1: Today, I am going to be talking to Rachel Fiore about spiritual psychology, what it is, what kind of changes, and what is it? how does it differ from what we typically think of as psychology. Rachel Fiore is an author, speaker, and occupational therapist who specializes in the mental, emotional, and behavioral health. As the CEO of the Masters of Self University, Rachel acts as a mystical therapist and leap coach for high-profile people. Essentially, she does what she calls mystical life coaching. And how cool does that sound? So I'm really excited to talk to her and, and, and see what she means by all of this. So Rachel, welcome to Your Superpowered Mind. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Kristen. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you my first question, which is what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, I would say the first
0: kind of more of a benefit is pure mental and emotional freedom. And I think the superpower um, in doing the work that I I teach and offer at, at Masters of Self University, anyone doing this work, your intuition, your psychic abilities, those types of things will absolutely explode open. Um, anybody doing this work, your natural intuitive gifts just explode open and expand.
1: Uh, that's great. Like by the way, I hear your dog, I have two dogs and they like to bark during um, during your oh, no. podcast interviews. so <laughs> say hello. So hey hello. <laughs> yes, hello. Total an emotional freedom. What is that? What would that, what does that feel like?
0: Uh, Light and clear, you're never triggered. There's no such thing as anxiety, depression, worrying about things, being in fear. It's mastering your ability to process and clear out the things that trigger you in order for you to literally learn at the core root, um, you know, what triggers me, but to no longer actually be triggered.
1: Yes, that sounds really, really delightful, frankly. And you do something that is spiritual psychology, or it's based in spiritual psychology. What is spiritual psychology?
0: Or how would you define it? Yeah. um, So spiritual psychology is understanding that we are not just this personality. We're not just human. We are a divine soul that is having a human experience. And traditional psychology, talk therapy has been comp- proven. It doesn't actually heal anything. So it doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? But I feel good when I go see my therapist. Well, are you seeing your therapist for 30 years though? Are you healed from whatever you're seeing your therapist for? There's the There are your results. That, that's your answer right there. What we What's missing in traditional psychology is the fact that we have a soul. We need soul healing um, at the person level. We have mental programs, emotional programs, inner child wounds, but we also are a divine spirit having a human experience. There is soul healing. There is human healing and there is literally the integration of your soul into your human experience. When you realize what that means, you're able to see life from a very different perspective. You're able to embrace challenges from a higher level of consciousness that no longer are you looking at life, it's so unfair, this is torture, it's, oh my gosh, this is a challenge for me to grow, expand and become more powerful. You view life from a very different perspective, when you actually have the integration of spirituality, as well as psychology. So it's a
1: combination and an integration of both. Yeah, that sounds truly uh, amazing and and wonderful. And we do need, um, before we can really go deeper into involved with this sort of, you know, spiritual psychology and this kind of integration, but where can people find you and learn more about your uh, university?
0: Yeah, they can go to masters of self university.com and absolutely double check the, when you go there, check the mystical life coach certification, because that's where you can really dive very deeply into this
1: work. Right. Hang on everyone. In a moment, we will be right back. The superpower experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the superpower universe. Plus membership members get access to high vibe connections superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. Welcome back, everyone. I am Kristen Maxwell of Your Superpowered Mind, and this is Rachel Fiore. And so, Rachel, I guess what I'm wondering is... Is it sounds like, Do what happens if people don't have a belief or a connection to their soul? What? I know that's, I just went right for the meat of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What does, yeah. because that's what I find is a lot of people are, well, I think that's a great idea, but I can't connect to that.
0: Yeah. So. It's most people, we grow up in a world where we don't learn how to connect with it. So that's number one. We just don't know how. It's a matter of just learning what it actually means. And it's not a religion. It doesn't matter what religion you may, you know, religious beliefs you may or may not have. It has nothing to do with that. It's a deeper part of you that when you learn how to connect to it and all you have to do is be willing to learn. There's a process that you can really learn how to go inside and find the quiet part of you that is always there. So it's a process of learning. If you have the willingness to learn and explore something different, it's not that much different than saying, hey, did you ever meditate before? You want to try it and see how it feels in your body to meditate? That's what this is. When you learn what what connecting to your soul really means, and you don't learn based on beliefs or knowledge, what you do is you move through the experience of connecting with your soul. That's what our process is. That's how we coach and what we teach. You move through the actual experience of connection. And how do you know you're connected? When you learn the process your physical body immediately starts to change. The beautiful, happy chemicals like dopamine start to release from your brain. Your entire body gets very relaxed, very calm, very peaceful. Everything starts to die down. If you had anxiety, that starts to completely dissipate. So when people actually move through the experience and then I ask them, well, how do you feel now? Like what's going on in your body right now? never once ever, ever, ever. And I've been doing this for over 23 years. Never once has anybody ever said, Oh, that was just a horrific experience. It was terrible. I'll never do that again. <laughs> never.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. And, and, and so I guess as a part of it, so a lot of it is just, is learning how to tune inward, turn inward. Yes. Sit with yourself. Yes. Yes, it is. And the biggest
0: part of that is a lot of people hear and teach out there to go inward or learn to trust your intuition. You don't ever have to learn to trust your intuition, by the way. This is a really important part of this work. No such thing. It's actually nonsensical to even say that. That's like saying, do you trust that when you breathe air, you get the oxygen you need to stay alive? Do you trust when you breathe? It's like, that. you don't even think about breathing, you're automatically breathing. Your intuition, when you learn to connect to your soul, the deeper, you know, inner part of you, there's no such thing as you need to learn how to trust it. It's just like breathing. What you do need to do instead is learn what your mental programs are, your emotional programs, your behavioral programs, your inner child wounds. Those are all aspects of your shadow self. You learn how to heal and transform those they simply get out of your way they're no longer blocking you in your life whether it's your relationship your job your purpose your career it doesn't matter those things are what are blocking you so you learn to identify what you all of your different programs you learn to see them for what they are oh my gosh that's my crazy mind again running mental mm. programs So it's not about trusting your intuition. It's about learning the process of identification with your programs and your wounds, learning step two, which is to simply transform all of them at the core, at the root of them. And then three, what's left? Well, your intuition, your divine guidance, which is you. That's the deeper you.
1: Yes. Yes, I love that. It's just it is very much a multi layered process, isn't it? We so many people talk about, well, you need to go to, you know, these thoughts and clear these thoughts and these habits. And then other people, it's, it's all the body, but it's all of it all together. It is a combination of both.
0: It's seeing what your mental programs are. Those are different than your emotional programs and they're different than your behavioral programs, and they're different than your inner child wounds. Those are the four quadrants that make up everything that create our blocks, our pain, our suffering, period. When you learn how to see all of them, every all four of them, it, it's so simple. It is so simple. Once you start to learn it, you realize how simple it actually is, and then you just you transform it. The second step is to transform it at the root, so it literally no longer exists in you. True, authentic transformational healing means that thing that you wanted healed never comes back. If it comes back, that was not transformational healing. And that's also part of what we teach at Masters of Self University, the difference between supportive tools and actual transformational healing. Because unfortunately, almost everything out there says it's transformational healing, even when it's not remotely close to it. They're just supportive tools. So you learn how to go to the inner depths of you with this work and heal and clear and transform absolutely everything that is blocking you from achieving, from experiencing love or having a beautiful relationship or the abundance that you really would like to have. All of those things come from the programs that we're running. So you're looking at things from a very mystical aspect at this point. A mystical aspect is, oh, those things were there so I could learn from them. Let me awaken to seeing all of the programs and wounds that I have so that I can love them into transcendence. I can energetically heal them myself because I am powerful enough to do that. And that's the best part of this every person becomes truly, truly powerful because they realize their power comes from within. It's not, it's not gifted to you from anybody else.
1: Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like when you say, so you're going to energetically heal at the root level, it sounds like you aren't doing something to them. You are, you are giving people, um, a process or a knowledge of how to step through and heal themselves. Yes, absolutely. I used to um,
0: heal people. And, you know, part of my learning process over the years, people who hadn't walked in several years, get up and walk. Cancer, stage four, gone. And a lot of other things that I could share. And what I realized, because I didn't know it back then, many, many years ago, why would things come back? They're recreating the very diseases or or illnesses or whatever they were, you know, whatever ailments they had. A lot of people recreate them, but how you were completely healed. So part of my learning process over the year and diving into the mystical aspect of things and learning that and incorporating that into my practice is the fact that we're creating this stuff all the time for ourselves. So when we look at outside people to heal us, it may work but it will only ever be temporary, nine times out of 10. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because we're the ones that are creating these things to begin with. We just don't know how. We don't understand what our mental programs are, what our emotional programs are, what our deepest wounds, what the core root of those wounds are. We don't understand all this stuff. So we have no idea we're even creating this. It's happening in our subconscious. So it's in our blind spot. So part of what people learn is to shine the light 100% on their blind spots so they can see everything that's in there. And when you see it all, you can heal it all. And what I do, I then teach people, because it's a lot simpler than you would believe, I teach people how to heal it all themselves. What I aid in the process, it's like I give them a, a boost. It's like taking a boost of steroids, I do healing on them as they're healing themselves in order to make their healing more potent. If they're just learning how to do it, I kind of enhance it for them. But everybody learns how to do this for themselves because they don't need me the rest of their lives. They have them. Yes.
1: Yeah. And and so I love what you're saying. And what I'm wondering is, can you, because I'm You know, we think about these things all day, and I'm not sure if all the listeners do. (laughs) Can you give an example of, say, for example, how somebody could heal something and then recreate the situation again? Like, what kind of things might get in their way that would cause them to then create either a disease or anxiety when they had previously? Yeah. So
0: the simple fact that you're carrying um, fear and anger, for example, when there's a lot of fear and anger, that is anger is a very common contributing factor to getting cancer. And so you can go through all these cancer treatments and, but, oh, look, I'm in remission. I, I don't have cancer anymore. And that's really great. Except for the fact that how many times do we hear, well, this cancer comes back and that cancer comes back. Well, what never left was the cause of it. And that was the deep seated anger that you have from your childhood. For example, a lot of my patients and clients over the years, they learn how to actually, they see what's in there. They see the wounds and the programs they're running and they learn how to heal them. There's no need for the cancer anymore. And I'll give one other example. Um, you know, one of our, our mystical life coaching students, uh, you know, one of our coaches in training, she had been to specialists for 18 months. Every doctor under the sun for some of her medical conditions, not one of them was able to help her. She had uh, moderate to severe throat pain as one of the symptoms of her medical conditions, and no one could help her. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what was causing it. They couldn't eliminate her pain. They couldn't reduce her pain. And she had it 24-7. In our very first class where she was learning this work she saw exactly why she was having throat pain she saw the cause of it she saw the root Mm -hmm. and together we healed it it was gone in the first session and a week later she shared with our the other students with the class 18 straight months of pain and it's gone it hasn't come back and that was gosh five or six weeks ago now it's gone it's healed it hasn't come back at all She suffered for 18 months. So the mystical aspect, this is the spiritual psychology stuff. The mystical aspect of this work is we have to stop looking at the causes of our ailments to only be physical. That's not a holistic approach. And when that's the only way we're we're viewing things from such a limited lens of ignorance, we can't experience miracles because we're not open to them when we're open to learning a more expansive perspective, and we're open to that stuff, that also means you're open to healing. And that's when you can receive and experience that type of healing instantaneously like that.
1: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. And so I guess my question then is, you know, if you've got somebody and you're starting to work with them, like what Yeah, it sounds like you start to lead them to say, okay, how do I respond in this situation? And what is behind it? You know, what is that's causing me to go into anger at this, this way? Because a lot of it is quite self-conscious, subconscious or unconscious. So is it a, is it a very, um, a mental process or is it more sitting with it and allowing things to come up? What would you say? So it's it's a combination. It's a full
0: curriculum where people are taught step by step by step what to do. So you never question what to do or how to do it. Um, so, for example, I've mentioned all the different programs we run. First, you learn what, what mental programs even are. What are emotional programs? How, mm. how do I even know that this is an inner child wound right now? Because what happens on the surface, our behaviors, our reactions to things, Um, getting frustrated over something those are surface level stuff and that surface level stuff and this goes back to traditional psychology and you know like cognitive behavioral therapy different therapies that focus on the behavior you will never ever and I mean never ever heal when you focus on behaviors because the behavior is not the problem they're the symptom. Something mm-hmm. deeper is causing the behavior. So you learn all of this stuff through our coaching programs. You learn to identify, well, what's on the surface, and then you learn the process of connecting dots to go deeper. So a lot of times people say, well, you know, what do I do? I want to stop getting angry. I want to stop having road rage, or I want to stop mm-hmm. lashing out at my partner. And, you know, the first step is to identify, well, what programs are running And when you learn what that means and you start to keep track of your programs, oh, now we learn what it means to access the part of you that's unhealed. And nine times out of 10, it's an inner child. And even with people who have a lot of experience with inner child healing, they don't learn the entire process of inner child healing. And they say, oh, well, when my child gets triggered, if your child is triggered, you're an adult now. That means something is broken. Something's unhealed. There shouldn't be an inner child being triggered anymore. And the fact that it is lets you know, oh, look at this. There's something I can heal within myself. We learn to embrace it and love it and handle it with nurturing, but mm-hmm. power, nurturing yeah. power in order to transform it. And that's all part of the steps in the process to learning this work. Yeah.
1: And I love that you're saying that so much of the process is, is, people have so much shame and guilt and anger at themselves for the ways that they're not showing up in the ways they want to be showing up. And it's a process of, yes, look at this, you know, can you have this self-compassion? And it's hard. Some people, it's not where they want to go.
0: Yeah. It's very scary to look at all the parts of ourselves that we're so used to hiding and wearing masks. And that's, this is, I'm going to come full circle now. And I said very early on is that pure emotional freedom, because when you do this work, that doesn't exist anymore at all. It all goes away. We heal all of it together. And you learn what it means to allow those things to come up and say, oh my gosh, this is coming up too. Oh my gosh, there's embarrassment here. There's shame. Oh, and then you learn to handle it with a transformational healing energy that is very loving and very nurturing and very welcoming, you know, and there's no judgment there, but it is a process to learn it because in our society, we learn to do the exact opposite. And that's why it's a process. You're not going to learn this in a matter of a weekend you know, it's a process, but when you're devoted to the process, there is nothing in you that cannot be healed. That's the best part. There's no such thing as this work, not working. There is such thing as you choosing not to do it, but there's Mm -hmm. no such thing as it not working.
1: Yeah. So how did you work? Do you yourself have, um, here's my dog's about to bark. Um, do you, uh, yourself have More sensitivities, would you say, or is it just something that um, you learned through trial and error, just out of curiosity? Um,
0: It's a combination of kind of integrating that everything that I learned, you know, getting my master's degree as a therapist and specializing in mental, emotional, behavioral health, but I also have a ton of psychic abilities and I have my whole life and it was kind of learning both of those worlds and how they kind of need to be integrated together for us to live in wholeness. Um, I have tremendous sensitivities. I'm a highly sensitive person. I am an empath, and that's what allows me to be so incredible at my work are the sensitivities that I have. Um, People that are out there who are empathic or are a highly sensitive person, and 20% of our population are highly sensitive people and animals, by the way, Um, learning to work with that is actually a tremendous gift. And it makes you um, a lot better at what you're here to do for people or for the world or whatever your career might be. But you have to learn these things, what they are and how to work with them. And you have to be willing to do the hard work to heal all the other aspects of you that are kind of interfering and, and getting in the way. So, A combination of spiritual awakening, formal education, training, studying, um, and trial and error. All of it is what led me to what I offer today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and so for those who don't know, what is a highly sensitive person? Is there because I I think some people might be that without actually understanding that that's who they are.
0: Yeah. Um, So highly sensitive people process. Uh, stimulation in their environment, stimuli in their environment, very, very, very deeply, very intensely, the brain takes everything in every sound, every whisper, anything and everything, including other people's emotions and energies, they feel a lot of that stuff. So they can get very overstimulated, they can have headaches, Um, they can have physical symptoms that something's wrong with them. And really it's their, their over processing and deeply intensely processing. These are also the people though, that can pick up on subtle things that the average person over their head, clueless, no clue. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see that. I don't feel that. I don't hear that. The highly sensitive person can detect subtle energies. And, um, one simple example I'll give you. I used to be a, a Nick used specialist and that's a neonatal intensive care unit and that's where premature infants go i developed programs and trained medical staff on the nicu and as a highly sensitive person i could pick up on these really subtle subtle facial cues of these premature infants to tell you that they were in distress and then instead of their heart stopping or they stop breathing and getting in trouble you can detect that way earlier than the monitors going off and then when by the time the monitors go off they're in a lot of danger Mm -hmm. when you as a highly sensitive use your gifts you can actually prevent them from being that stressed out and from their heart stopping or from them not breathing you can detect it so much earlier that's one example of the gifts that a highly sensitive person can offer Um, and those who think they may be highly sensitive, just when you were a child, did people tell you, you know, you're too sensitive or did they call you shy? A lot of times it's not a shyness. It's highly sensitive. People tend to observe their environment before participating in something, especially children. The Mm -hmm. reason is their nervous system is going to be attacked by everything going on. And in order for them to process that, it is exhausting. It takes a lot. It's overstimulating. So a lot of times, yeah. it has nothing to do with being shy. It's just I want to see how bad this is going to be before I participate in it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. I just it was my. Uh, I have an 18 year old daughter who we went were into a city recently into Portland, and she <laughs> she says it's just too much. Yeah. And ever since she was been young, she doesn't like to go to cities. We're going to New York. She's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. It's too Yeah. She could be a highly sensitive person. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's fun and uh, not fun, but it's fun to start to have these awarenesses and say, ah, and there's ways to handle it and to be able to help people with that. So exactly. Yeah. Well, Okay, we need to go, but I hope that I have, by asking you these questions, intrigued everybody with this idea of spiritual psychology and mystical life coaching, because how cool does it sound? Um, remind people, mind you.
0: Yeah, you can go to mastersofselfuniversity.com. mastersofselfuniversity.com. Check out what we have to offer and you can always fill out a contact form if you want coaching or help for yourself. But I'll see you at mastersofselfuniversity.com.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Ray. Thank you so much for doing this work. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And listeners, thanks to you for showing up for yourself. If you have interest in learning about, or about what we do at Superpower Experts to connect us all, check out YourSuperpoweredMind.com and see our programs and membership options there. Until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world.
0: Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to SuperpowerExperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.